Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you want to be a part of the conversation, we'd love for you to join uh, 916-909-1320. I think the number one thing that will be interesting is when talking about Kessler Edwards is if he actually plays again. It wouldn't be, and you pointed this out a few minutes ago, it wouldn't be terribly unusual for him not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it many, many times before where uh, guys will have a run and then and then they don't. Right. Um, Terrence Davis knows all about that. Uh, Chemezi Metu knows all about KZ that. Akpala. Okay, well, he kind of knows about it. Like he started and it's like, all right, it's good. Well, well Keon he, Ellis fall into that category of those guys? Is he a, uh, more of a guard? Of, is he a def, like a yeah, long guard? Wing? I'm trying to think of like meaningful minutes that he played. Though. I know well, he no, 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 I didn't mean. No, I'm sorry, I, I blended too many things together there. But mm-hmm. when uh, Will was talking about finding that guy, mm-hmm. um, the Jared Vanderbilt, finding mm-hmm. that guy, would Keon Ellis fall into that category? I don't think so. No, uh, not to me. Because he's a guard. Yeah, he's a guard, mm-hmm. and like um, I think they, they. But his thing is deep, like. His thing is defense, right? right? Three and D type guy. Yeah, so maybe so. Maybe so, but um, those guys that you mentioned, like I said, I would throw. I think I think he wanted KZ to yeah. possibly be that guy. Not just the starting aspect, but yeah. remember the game at Utah when things were going bad? He, he threw uh, KZ on Jordan Clarkson or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So I thought he might be able to be that guy. But Obviously, we're in the moment right now, um, you know, Game to game, one and zero every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoping the playoffs are ahead. This is a weird off season to think about because Harrison's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Trey Lyles has played a huge role for this second unit. He's a free agent. Uh, Terrence Davis is a free agent, and you start like, oh, I'd like to. I I, I want HB back. Yeah. Don't you got to have Trey back? We love TD. We don't want TD to. Go. And then you, we're starting to get into the. Are we just going to run it back <laughs> next year? And that's like a, it's a, again, it's not a conversation we have to have today on March 6th, but when you start looking at the potential subtractions from this team, when you start looking at the work mm-hmm. that this front office has, has to do in the offseason, it's, uh, it's an interesting balance of how do we improve and find those guys that we desperately want, the Jared Vanderbilt type mm-hmm. guys that we desperately want while not losing guys who have been really important to getting us to the three seed here in the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of room to, like, change things up um, once you sign. If you, know, if I, you sign assuming, those guys, I'm assuming yeah. you, assign, you sign Harrison back, right? You want to. Right. I'm, Doesn't it, mean you do. For sake of argument, to. like, you sign him back. So that's going to take some money off your books mm-hmm. that, you, that you'd have available. I think Trey, TD, that's going to be – those are going to be guys that – you bring back, that's going to take a little money off your books. Now you're looking at possibly, you know, Alex Lynn's money not being here, but mm-hmm. you're getting a rookie. You know, you're drafting a rookie, probably like three rookies, to be honest with you. 
um, unless you make a trade. Maybe you can move Rashawn and bring maybe in, bring in somebody that could help you that way. Maybe you can. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, but that's really the move. I think like, Metu's a free agent too, right? I think he is. Yeah. So you got Metu's money. It could either look exactly the same or really, really different. And I don't think it needs to look really, really different. I don't think it needs to look really different. I think you look to make improvements. But the biggest thing is the the, the one place where you would change things up, the one place you'd really change things up is the Harrison Barnes spot. And if you're not changing that up, there's not a whole lot of change that you can make. Because everyone else is kind of locked into what they're doing. Hmm. At least for next year. The Rashawn thing is interesting because I'm not sure that you're going to be able to trade Rashawn Holmes. Sometimes we just say trade a guy like it's really easy. I don't know that you're going to be able to trade Rashawn Holmes. It's not going to be. It's not an outrageous contract, but at this point, it's not a good one either. Yeah, but it's, it's better. And you'll know what I mean by this. It's better on July 1st than it is today because it's one less year on that contract. Sure. It's bad. I'm not saying it's sure. easier. Or no, it's I, easy, but like trying to trade him at the deadline. Yeah. Man, three yeah. years left. Oh, or two, and, two and, a and a half years. Yeah. Oh, no. And then you go somewhere and you're like, all right, well, two year deal. I can kind of, you know, handle that a little better. Because, well, in two two years really becomes one. We can mm-hmm. try to get this going this year. If not, He's a tr- he's a more tradable asset the final year mm-hmm. because it's his final year. Right. Um, and I'm not of the belief, by the way, that Rashawn Holmes doesn't have a place in the league. Uh, I think Rashawn Holmes is a, is a good ball player, and someone can utilize him. I just feel like I don't know who that is. I don't know who can utilize him. I don't know what team that is. Uh, but I feel like it's a, a you, you need a, a, a guy with a solid point guard. Right, who can find you at the rim? Like right. he's there's there's a lot of specific stuff that he does really really well. Right. Um, and then, but look, the other thing about that is, so say you you like, what are we trading for? Like, what or, are you where are you looking to improve? Because it's the same thing that I talk about right now. You sign Harrison. All right. So like, where are the minutes coming from, and what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. the starting five is set. You got them playing about 30 minutes a night, which they should be. I'm not really looking for, especially with Monk and, and the way he plays. I'm not looking for two guys off the bench playing like 25 minutes a night. So you're lo- at that point, you're looking for, you know, uh, um, you know, a guy to come in, maybe give you 15 minutes or so. And to be honest with you, like if you if you hit on your draft pick, that may be your rookie. That may be your rookie that can come in, play, do a Kessler Edwards. Kessler Edwards is a second-year player. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? It's not yeah, like yeah. he's some seasoned yeah. vet. Like, it may be him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that may be your improvement right there where you're able to do it and not have to spend a whole lot of money or go look to spend a whole lot of money. You get a couple of tweaks here and there. Kessler for all year in your draft pick. And maybe those two combinations are what changes change this team another year of Keegan Keegan another year older maybe those three things alone change what what this team looks like next year I feel like the importance of Trey Lyles like is ascending by the week 
the importance of Trey Lyles being back here mm-hmm. uh, next year because it feels like the I think it's been dubbed the small ball five. Mm-hmm. I think that's been really the death effective. lineup. Oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, LeBron destroyed that death lineup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of did that. Kind of did that. Well, what? Wait, what was the what was the what was the KD one? What did they call that? I I don't even know if they gave that one a name. They should have. That was more of a death lineup they than were, the one they were talking about before. Hmm. Oh, when you get Draymond at the five, Iggy at the four. There's nothing you can do with that. That's the death lineup. <laughs> Put a triple double in Game Seven on that lineup. Hmm. Uh. Warriors lost another road game. Oh, man. I thought it was funny when you said it at first. <laughs> I really did. I thought it was funny. He's like, Kenny's being an ass. This is ridiculous. That was no, a- they might not win 10 road games. <laughs> that was a bad loss last night, too, for them. Yeah, yeah wasn't good. really well. Wasn't good. A, a short-handed yeah. Lakers team. Uh, Steph comes back. If I was a, a Dubs fan, if I was Kyle Madsen, Let's get, let's get this one. Mm-hmm. Let's get the, we're playing good basketball right now. Let's get this one. The lose there are that more. The, the, that, sure. I, I agree. I, I agree. But that Lakers team is a lot more well-rounded than they've been in, in the past. Um, they're just putting it together really quick. And I got to wonder how much of LeBron not playing helps. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a – I mean, LeBron's greatness is unquestionable. But – I also wonder for a kid like Jared Vanderbilt or, or, or Malik Beasley, or these guys who have come over, that's a that's intimidating, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a certain like you 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 come over, them you, lights, yeah, you step on the floor with LeBron James, like it's different. And not only do you step on the floor with LeBron James, you know what his expectations are, mm-hmm. and you know what their expectations are, and you're already in the twelfth spot, like. You have to get better. Like you don't want to make this situation worse. Right. Uh, so the fact that he's not on the floor a little bit and it gives these guys an opportunity to be around him, uh, get his vision a little bit without the pressure of him being on the floor, maybe that helps. Because mm. they're playing. You can't deny that they're playing good. Yeah, they're playing yeah, they're, good they're, they're 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 playing well uh, over the stretch. And the Warriors with Steph Curry back, by the way. Yeah, uh, they played well last night mm-hmm. um, until they didn't, yeah. and Lakers went on a, a a late run. And man, that was that was a hell of a game. That was a good game. Yeah, hey, that was hey, a hell of a game. Look, we we there joke, some good games on we, yesterday. We joke around with it a little bit, and um, you know we we have some retorts when when James and everybody else used to talk talk about the last twenty five. It's gonna ramp up and all this mm. other stuff. Mm. He ain't wrong. <laughs> Like we never said he was wrong. Like he's not wrong. We, and you watch these games, and they're balling right now. We just didn't understand why the Kings couldn't also <laughs> ramp up. Why was the entire league about to ramp up, uh, but not Sacramento? Why were they just? Gonna that was the only question. Stand because he not he he would. We, I don't think we ever thought he was wrong, and he's not wrong. Like these, you watch the NBA the last two weeks. Everybody balling. Mm. Everybody getting after it, and especially the last two Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, with the ESPN and ABC, like, really diving in and putting these games on here and you see it, man, some good basketball. Got to stop making that crew work two games. That was ridiculous. Which crew? 
the Mark and 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 Mike Brain oh, and Jeff on Van Gundy Saturday and Sundays. No, they worked two games yesterday. Oh, Brain and them did uh, the Lakers. They game. did the Warriors I and I Lakers. Didn't watch the Lakers. Lakers game earlier. Yeah, they did yeah. the Warriors and the that Lakers. That is a lot. And then they did the uh, Clippers. The Clippers and, game. And Grizzlies. I was wondering why they were doing the Clippers game. That's <laughs> because they was Cause already because I, I was I, I you know I was watching the Celtics game and then they went to the Clippers and I said is that Mike Breen yeah. on this ten o'clock Eastern? Where's Ryan Rucco? <laughs> I want to avert your ears there in the in the uh, producer studio. That's Nick Celtics game last night was oh that was some good stuff oh man that was some good stuff that was a that, that you talk about you talk about shot making at a high level yeah oh that was beautiful that was some good stuff I was listening to uh, Simmons and Rosilla and they they had some questions about Boston yeah team has one bad stretch finally oh it's all done now guys. Give yeah, me a break. I, I, well, I, I wouldn't say it's all done. I wouldn't go that far. But well, no, because Perk, Perk was talking on ESPN too. I'm very concerned about the Celtics, dude. They lost a double overtime game concern, to the Knicks. It's, it's levels, right? Concerned about what? Not concerned about like being in the playoffs or winning a series. We talking? About, they got finals aspirations. Yeah, they'll still get there. I think they'll they'll, they'll meet Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. So the argument will be the Knicks again. The argument will be that they've lost three of their last four. You just stretch a slight bit further out. They had won three games in a row. You go a slight bit further out than that, they've won seven of their last eight. Yeah. I mean, they're, we're, they're we're, fine. We're really being they're, a little. They're, they're fine. I look, at, I look at Boston. Hold that thought, please. Can okay. you, can you, can you hold that thought? We'll, we'll, look around, uh, we'll look around the league. Uh, and, man, we'll talk about John Morant uh, when we return here. On Sacramento Sports Leaders, Stilo and KC on ESPN 1320. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Damien. Damien. Yep. yep. Oh, you know. What is it, Mitch? <laughs> you know what we didn't hear uh, yet that we teased just a little bit? I didn't hear your thoughts about Saturday night. Netflix? Yeah. Um, so so Chris Rock did a special on Netflix. And I, I, I mean, I, I, I guess it, it was live. That was the big that was the big thing. It mm. was like a live special on Netflix. Now, like, like that's cool. You know, you I watched it when the Kings game was over. Yeah, so like it still didn't watch it live. It still works like the same way. It's not like if you didn't see it, you missed it. Like yeah. it's still there, just like everything else. Like I like the idea of a live event rolling out. Like that's that's cool. They had like a post game show. Too. They did. They that had was pre. only for live. Yeah, they had they had pre and post uh, as well. Um, I didn't think it was very good. Mm. Um, I didn't. I, I think. I think Chris Rock is leaning. I think comedians have a crutch when they aren't confident in their abilities anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I used to think Chris Rock was, if not the one of the greatest comedians uh, of our time. And he absolutely still is. Mm-hmm. You go back and watch Bring the Pain. If you told me, hey, we have to edit Bring the Pain to air on ESPN 1320. I think you could do it. And it would be just as funny. Like, I think you can edit what, he, you know, the, 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 some of the language that he uses, which he used, like, Chris Rock always used, like, colorful language as, like, salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. On this new Netflix joint, it was, like, the steak and and, and the potatoes. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he I, I feel like he was talking in a way he didn't used to talk, and it took away from the humor to me. Um, I get everybody was anxious to hear about the Will Smith stuff, I personally thought the Will Smith stuff was dumb because he was leaning on stuff that didn't have anything to do with anything. He was talking about uh, in in earmuffs. He 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 just kept repeating like everyone called you a bitch after that red table talk, mm-hmm. and it was Charlemagne the God called you this. Uh, the drink champs called you this. Everybody on earth called you this, but you picked on me. And all I could think was like, wait a minute, this didn't have nothing to do with. That or you like he went at you in the because of something you said about his wife. And I also don't think like, oh, it was just a joke about his wife. He made it clear in that special. He has an issue with Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm -hmm. To me, that was very, very clear down to the location. Yeah, it was very, very clear. That was a coincidence either. I don't think it was either. But that was very clear to me. And it's like, yo, this, like, clearly there's something here, maybe between the two of you, maybe between the three of you. I don't think that moment at the Oscars was the first time this had been confronted between those three. Mm. And to me, it it brings a whole new context into keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. Mm. Because I don't, I'm going to guess, I have no idea, that that's not the first time he said that to him. The, that was my biggest takeaway was he has a grudge against Jada Pinkett Smith. The the um see I I looked at that a little bit different where 
he preferenced it with saying that Will Smith has selective outrage. And I, I, we're all just guessing. Which was the name of his special. Mm -hmm. We're all just guessing here. Um, But everybody was under the assumption that what happened at the Oscars, there was more behind that than just that joke. Everything that Will had gone through, everything they had gone through, it it had something to do with that. Can I mention this real quick? Because it does it it does feel important. Yes. Uh, the Raiders have franchised Josh Jacobs. Mm. We wondered what would happen at that position, mm. uh, and now we know. Uh, franchise tags are due, I believe, by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raiders have officially franchised uh, Josh Jacobs. Actually, seems like a, a good move for them to do that. It does. I don't imagine Josh Jacobs is going to be very happy with it, but it absolutely feels like the move the Raiders had to make. Now, you can franchise somebody and work out a deal. Mm -hmm. Like, this doesn't mean you can't work out a deal. Mm -hmm. But for for those that are new, Josh Jacobs is a running back. That deal's probably not coming. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if I'm Josh Jacobs, go on and take this guaranteed money, buddy, because you're going to get that, and you're going to have a whole lot of control uh, next season. Yep. Yep. Sorry, I, I, I thought no, that was no, timely. It is, it is, we'll, it is. We'll get back to yeah. uh, what, what's what's going on with former Raiders later. Uh, and and the, the moral of the story, though, I thought the the I agree with you with the actual, the whole comedy special. It was mid, you mm-hmm. know, it was whatever. I, there was some funny moments, and sometimes mm-hmm. I chuckled. And there was a couple times when I was like, oh, Chris kind of losing his fastball a little bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that. Sorry, go ahead. I was, gonna, I was just going to say, but – he delivered with the final seven minutes. And I thought he said he said what he felt. And I don't have no problem with that because what happened what what happened to him was pretty embarrassing. Sure. And it was and I think whether he was saving it for this Netflix special and like trying to monetize off of it or he was trying to profit or trying to like um trying to figure out his thoughts and, and work through everything, he's kept it in for a year. And he got it off on Saturday or whenever it was recorded, but he got it off. And yeah, I didn't I didn't have any problem with it, man. I thought it was fair game. No, it's it's a hundred percent fair game. I just think it 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 brought to light more like if you're gonna hit a comedian, you better be prepared. Like Chris Rock could eat off this for a long, long time. And you've mm-hmm. just you've gotta be you've gotta be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Uh I just walked away like okay. All right, like, are you going to eat off this for the next 10 years? Did you get it all off your chest? Like, I thought the lead into it was all very good. Like, uh, that is not a Jay-Z diss. I don't need another rapper <laughs> mad at me. Like, he made references yeah. all throughout the special yeah. to where you knew you knew what the conclusion was going to be. I didn't think he was going to go there. I, kept, I just really? thought he was going to saying, kept saying that and alluding to it. I didn't think he was going to go there. It would be like WWE teasing The Rock versus Roman and not delivering at WrestleMania <laughs> if he hadn't if, if he hadn't hit the Will Smith right. line because he teased it right. all throughout the show and then finally got to it. You all know what happened to me. Everybody knows what happened mm-hmm. to me. And I thought the way he talked about it was like I thought he was just going to make jokes about it. I And maybe I just didn't see it coming. Maybe I was, you know, a whole mark for the whole thing. But he spoke. Real, like it wasn't just about jokes. Like he spoke, yeah, how he felt, yeah. And if it was funny, it was funny. If it wasn't, it wasn't. But this is 
how I felt about it. And I thought I thought that might have saved the whole thing and took that thing to another level. Um two 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 things, one statement, one question. Mm-hmm. Statement. I didn't think the now I watch Emancipation to watch him get whooped. I didn't think that was funny. And I'm genuinely curious who laughs at that. Like, have you seen Emancipation? Like, yeah, I mean, you don't have to. You know what it's about. Yeah. And it's like, who who did you write that joke for? Mm. That's what I kept thinking was, who did you write that joke for? And who in Atlanta, I think it was? They were in Baltimore. Baltimore. Who in Baltimore laughed at that? It, it, it got a response. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I also, but see, that's where, that's where, that's where I feel the realness of what he said. If, if people laugh, people laugh. This wasn't a joke. This is how I felt. Maybe you say you shouldn't say that. Maybe that's, that's another thing. But I thought that final seven minutes or whatever, there almost wasn't no jokes. If what I said is funny to you, then laugh. If it's not, then don't laugh. But I'm telling you how I feel. This ain't no joke. This is how I felt about it. And I thought that that was part of that. Hmm. Okay. I didn't think he tried to tell a whole lot of jokes at the end of that thing. He did, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. He did, and you can tell by the way he delivers them. He delivers lines with full-on facial. Like, there's a lot. I agree with you. He was storytelling Mm -hmm. more than joke-telling. The emancipation line was a joke. Well, they, it was designed as a punchline. It was, but it was how he felt. Just like he said, I didn't do nothing that's fine, to this. That's how you felt. I think the line was I didn't trash. do nothing to this. And that squirrel. line was catered to a specific group of people. And I think he got the response he did. Because I don't think black people in Baltimore laughed at that line. That line's not funny. Mm-hmm. It's not. And it's not selective outrage. I'm not outraged by it. It's just mm-hmm. like, okay. Chris is who a lot of people think that he is at this point in his career, which leads me to my next question. Mm-hmm. That was a statement. This is a question. We'll get back to uh, – we'll, we'll get into some football stuff. We want to get around the NBA as well. Did he target black women too much in that in that special for you? Mm, I never – Beyonce, never about that. Meghan Markle, Jada Pinkett Smith, all were – all were targets of Chris Rock in that. What do you say though, about though, though he said it with, with, with Beyonce. He 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 didn't insult Beyonce uh-huh. in, in any stretch of the imagination. I actually thought what he said about Meghan Markle was correct too, but <laughs> it was just it, 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 you know the Meghan Markle line was you're up here crying on TV like you didn't know the royal family was racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Beyonce line is Beyonce. You know he he just went on about how you know beautiful people have advantages. Like if Beyonce if Beyonce worked at Burger King. She could marry Jay Z. Mm. Now, if Jay Z worked at Burger King, <laughs> he couldn't marry Beyonce. That was actually the joke that yeah. segued to to the Will Smith yeah. stuff. Uh, and then Jada obviously was the focal point of the final yeah. stretch of the show. Jay, I mean, the Meghan Markle one was a joke. I didn't think he targeted Beyonce in a negative light. I didn't, and I think him and Jada are personal, so yeah. it wasn't like black women it was like i got a problem with this person uh, it was a lot of talk about uh chris regularly targeting black women all of the think pieces were about chris targeting black women yeah. i thought i i was like he's not insult like he's not insulting beyonce you can feel how you want to you want to about the Meghan markle stuff but he was right targeted the kardashians <laughs> well, he, he, he mentioned the kardashians for <laughs> what sure god told robert kardashian that was that i did laugh at that, now, that line was funny 
the uh, the Robert Kardashian line was funny. The the sins of OJ past. It's amazing how his, his probably his two most no- noteworthy specials. He worked OJ Simpson jokes into them. I don't know how he did it in 2023. No, he 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 managed to do it. He brought the Kardashians full circle. Hey and, man, I won't mention this guy's uh, name. I'll give him his initials. OJ OJS. Uh, <laughs> Won't mention this guy's name. Not so funny uh, was the situation that John Morant found himself in Ooh, uh, over the weekend, and it started with uh, after the Washington Post report, uh, after that interesting celebration that you noted, uh, after guns have become a conversation when discussing John Morant in uh, his tightest circle. Uh, he decided he was going to go on Instagram Live, and I guess they were at a club. And like, yeah. I uh, thought somebody said a strip club. I couldn't really tell. But. Well, given what was going on in the background, that adds up. <laughs> that that definitely adds up. Uh, and for whatever reason, I guess when he, you go into the champagne room of the strip club, uh, you got to bring a piece with you. And for whatever reason, uh, when you're worth about two hundred million dollars and some change, you decided to show IG Live. Your peace. Uh, and it didn't take long for the Memphis Grizzlies to respond. Uh, we knew there would be some type of response. I didn't know what the NBA could actually do in this situation mm-hmm. uh, because I was reminded the NBA Players Association actually has a spine, mm-hmm. unlike other players' association in uh, major sports. The NBA Players Association, they have a spine, and they'll fight. They may not agree with what John Morant did, Mm -hmm. but that's not their job. Mm -hmm. Their job is to make sure the letter of the law is followed when it comes to punishing players. Ja was sent home by the Memphis Grizzlies. It was originally stated it would be a, and and, and I say sent home, and that's important because a lot of of aggregated sites were saying that Ja was suspended. Mm -hmm. Ja was not suspended. I think that's the term that uh, Shams used. Initially, too. Ja was not suspended. There is there's nothing that says Ja Moran is suspended. There's a, a again, the reason for that is the NBA Players Association. When you talk about suspensions, you're talking about a loss of income. When you're talking about suspensions, you're talking about you better have clear grounds for this happening. As tasteless as what Ja did, as stupid as what Ja did, you're going to have to find where that's a suspendable offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a lot. That's a lot more difficult to do. So sending Ja away uh, is what the Memphis Grizzlies uh, ultimately did. And Taylor Jenkins said last night, "Well, there's actually no timetable on this. Yeah. The report was for at least the next two games, starting last night against the Clippers, uh, and then going into their next game." But Taylor Jenkins said, following last night's game, there's no there's no timetable for this. I couldn't believe what I saw on Saturday morning. I could not believe. Really? Yeah. I couldn't believe he did that. It checked out for me because I didn't see the celebration that you told me about until until you, after you told me about it, until after the yeah. show. With the, with the, with the, he essentially did what Gilbert Arenas did, right? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines after the Gilbert Arenas investigation of however many years ago. And... I believed it. I was like, this he's hit that stage where he he's just he's off on something right now. Well, I'll tell you what he's off on. He's off on arrogance. And I I saw a lot of people, you know, talking about John, you know, 23-year-old kid and all this other stuff. And all that could be very well true. And full disclosure, 
I'm not here in this position and having this platform to bash these young athletes and these young brothers and tell them, you know, how stupid they are and all this other stuff. That's I, I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in doing that or whatever. Like if it happens, it happens. But that's not what I got into this to do. So I'm not going to get up here and, and call job stupid or anything else like that. But I do feel, and I've always felt this about John Morant, there's a level of arrogance to just the way he moves. And what happened on Saturday morning was a move of arrogance. You know, all the stuff that had led up to that, there was a lot of arrogance in that. But Saturday morning, after the week that you had, you sitting up here and you're going to get on IG Live and flash the piece, really for no apparent reason, mm-hmm. other than this is what it sounded like to me or looked like to me, other than all this other stuff going on, I still got it on me. What what you going to do? What anybody going to do about it? They ain't going to do nothing. I'm untouchable. I'm John Morant. And like I said last week, even though I'm not like the biggest Ja fan or whatever, I definitely don't want to see him go down any kind of road where his his career could be in jeopardy, his career could be deterred in any type of way. Um, and that's before we talk about anything harmful happening to him as a man. You know what I mean? So I was, I was really shocked and surprised that he did that. Even even with me thinking like he's a dude that's pretty arrogant, I was shocked and surprised that he willingly did that. Uh, that in the early morning of Saturday, um, and put that on it like the thing with the um, with the gun celebration on the game on Wednesday, that's kind of one thing. Like you're in your element as a basketball player, you're doing a celebration. You should know at this point there's like 90 cameras and there's probably one jaw camera. But it's so a somebody reinforcement that he doesn't care what we're saying about no, you're, you're right. I'm not dis- – it's, it's inexcusable. It's another level of arrogance. I get all that. But you can – if I'm playing devil's advocate, you didn't know. You know, they get that on camera. Devil's advocate. You willingly got on your Instagram and said, look what I have. That's next level to me. That is – no. and then he comes out after, afterwards with the statement, and I'm tired of statements, but I take full responsibility. What, what else are you supposed to do? You're on your Instagram flashing the piece. How can you put that off on anybody else? You're not getting credit. And I saw people, um, yeah, it was big of him to take full responsibility. Uh, what, is, what is he supposed to do? Uh, He's the one holding the gun on his Instagram. What do you mean? Are you giving him credit for taking responsibility? Of what? He did it. So, yeah, I just hope better for Ja. I really, I really do. Like I said, he's not like my personal favorite. I'm not like this huge fan of Ja or nothing like that. But that's besides the point for me. I want to see him fulfill you know everything that's in front of him man and every opportunity that he has in front of him and i don't want to see him individually um jeopardize that in any way man and and i i for those reasons he already I really has hope, he, you know? he he's, right. he's he's already jeopardized it uh in 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 a number of different ways cuz we're rightfully so focused on the gun and there's a variety of reasons uh we're focused on that but 
you can look over his shoulder too and recognize he's at a strip club and he's on IG Live filming this. And again, this is this is Nike's newest prized athlete, mm-hmm. right? This is their new biggest spokesperson. And I don't know how you don't look at all of this and go, gun, strip club IGs. Mm. We can't make a be like Ja commercial with a dude like that. <laughs> yeah. And we can make all the Jordan jokes we want to. Good thing cameras weren't around back then. Damn right. They weren't, though. Mm-hmm. They weren't around. So all of that stuff wasn't on TV. Mike never willingly went to IG Live at a casino and said, watch me throw 50, 50 thou on this uh, Black 21 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Judgment's in serious question here. Mm. And... I, the thing that I, I, cause I feel like we've, cause I, we, we, we felt the same. Like, I, I just don't want this brother to do something. He can't walk back. And that's what I, I spent a lot of time talking to people about this weekend was it's not just us that sees that it's not just media that sees that it's people who do live that life, who see that, mm-hmm. who encounter him at a club in new Orleans Oh, you that dude, huh? Okay. It's different. Mm. And I'm like, I, I it, it kind of got to the point where it's like, why am I going to care more about Ja than Ja cares about Ja? Mm. If Ja ain't worried about his 200 million, if he ain't worried about his life, if he ain't worried about Nike, if he ain't worried about the Memphis Grizzlies, why the hell am I? And that's, a, that's, that, that, that's like, I, I didn't feel that way at first. Felt the exact way that you did. But it's like this, you're right. It was arrogant. It was one big middle finger to the Washington Post, to the NBA, and apparently to the authorities in Colorado who are looking into this like, oh, yeah, that's against the law. Hmm. We're going to need to talk. I don't for two seconds believe that that's John Morant's gun. I do believe John Morant is smart enough to have a person with him who has a license to carry. Mm-hmm. I would really hope he's at least smart enough to check that box Mm -hmm. Uh, because ever since Paul Pierce in the situation that Paul Pierce went through, virtually every NBA guy has one of those. Mm -hmm. Someone in the crew is trained and licensed. And if it's not someone in the crew, it's someone that they pay to be trained and licensed and roll with them every time they step out. I got to believe that's the case with John Morant as well. But all you can go off is a video in which Ja is holding a gun. I don't for two seconds believe that that's Ja's gun. Hey, and look, well, here's the thing. It might not matter. When you put yourself in those situations, there are people, let's have some real talk right now, there are people waiting, mm-hmm. waiting for you. Yeah, there may be There about. may be people on that on that, uh, that Denver police department who are, wait- oh, we, we, about to, we about to get them. Mm-hmm. We about to get them. Ja, it may not be Ja's gun, but they got video with you holding it up like yours, and they, we're going to find a way. We're going to find a way. And you invite that type of situation to you when you do things like that. And when you, and when you do stuff like that, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to hear, oh, you know, they, they out here trying to get me. Man, you're making it easy. You're making it easy. Man, you you dropped a pin. Yeah, like, right. We, all we had to do was go follow directions. Yeah. What you mean? Oh, my ops is out here trying to. Nah, bro. Like you're your own op right now. You're your own op. But like like we both agree, man. It's a it's a level of of arrogance that that's in him. It's it's who he is. Maybe he can grow out of it. 
maybe he can grow up a little bit. But I've always seen Ja as, a, as an arrogant individual. That doesn't make him a bad person, but your arrogance and your ego can get you in situations like this from time to time. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what's up with dude. You know, he's going to take some time away. I don't think he's going to do nothing. Like I, I, like, I just don't think that's the type of individual he is. What are you going to do in four days, five days? So, there have to be you real. Hope, you better, you better hope. Um, like we warned them a couple, couple weeks ago. Other people did too. But now they're getting them boys involved. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's just hope it stays at um, taking time away. Because mm-hmm. now it could get real serious. And we warned you, it could get out of your hands in a second. People will have to make decisions that they don't want to make. But if it's gonna be this league or you, it's always going to be this league. I'm always going to protect this league if I'm Adam Silver or anybody else. Hmm. We'll talk about the game John missed last night against the Los Angeles Clippers and, of course, what that means for Sacramento. You you mentioned, I wanted to ask, because you had sparked my interest, you mentioned something about what Jalen Rose said and how that kind of – Oh, okay. How you thought about thought about that a little bit. When, okay. When he said that. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that when we return here on ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. I want to get to the game last night. You asked about the Jalen Rose thing. I, 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 don't, I don't have as much of an issue. I don't have an issue at all with Jalen Rose mm-hmm. and what he said. I... I have a bit of an issue. I think my issue is more with ESPN and the way that they do this stuff, right? Because I think had, and this is not the fault of Jalen or anyone else, had the makeup of the table been a little bit different, I think that could have been an incredibly intriguing discussion. Hmm. But it was Stephen A. who I think saved stuff like this for his podcast, and then it was Greeny and it was Woj, mm-hmm. right? Greeny and Woj can't add anything to that conversation for mm-hmm. a variety of different reasons, but they can't. Jalen's single message to Ja, I thought was interesting. And I, th- I thought it was fine. Um, I, I, you know, if you want it to be profound, if you want the things that Shannon Sharp said this morning to just be this overwhelmingly just profound thing, like that's okay too. I don't believe it's the first time Jaws heard that stuff. Mm -hmm. We mentioned um, Jim Tanner, Jaws attorney slash agent uh, last week. Mm -hmm. That dude has worked with like Grant Hill. And specifically, if you recall, Grant Hill's dad, Mm -hmm. Mr. Hill worked with the Dallas Cowboys. You know what Mr. Hill's job at the Dallas Cowboys were? To keep the Dallas Cowboys in line. Mm -hmm. Now, this was after Michael Irvin went around stabbing players in the neck to get a haircut. It was after that era of Dallas where it was like, hey, we've got to get this in order. This is a disaster for my brand, for my franchise, for all of this stuff. And they brought in Grant Hill's dad to do that. Jim Tanner has direct ties to all of those people. He has direct ties, worked with, been a, a, a lawyer for some of the you know, the biggest names in professional sports. Guys like Tim Duncan, straight and narrow type guys like Tim Duncan. Mm -hmm. I don't believe this last week and some change is new to Jim Tanner as it pertains to John Morant. I also don't believe that that message 
that Jalen gave him on national television is the first time he's heard that message. Maybe he hasn't heard it from Jalen, but Jaws heard it from somebody. But he's heard it from somebody privately. Maybe it resonates differently mm-hmm. when you hear it publicly. Maybe it resonates differently when it's being shared, you know, millions of times viewed millions of times on various social media platforms. Maybe that resonates a little bit different than sitting across from somebody and having a conversation with him. Ja is a young dude. Like, I don't know what resonates for that dude. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, like, people wanted that to be the moment that everything changed for Ja. I don't think Ja is going to listen to Jalen Rose. I don't think Ja has listened to anybody who has tried to speak to him. Mm-hmm. That's what I got hung up on. This is the message. This is the messenger. You don't think someone you you don't think his dad as much as I think his dad is feeding into some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't think he recognizes this. You don't think Jim Tanner recognizes this. You don't think Taylor Jenkins. Re- Somebody hasn't said something to him before. Jalen Rose goes on national television or Shannon Sharp goes on national television. I have to believe that they have. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But if they haven't, that's an entirely different set of failures that need to be addressed internally with that group I appreciate Jalen and I appreciated Jalen's words I just I think I was more agitated at the response by it Mm. I think people wanted that to be like this I have a dream moment and it's like man that that dude was talking into air Mm -hmm. because I don't think that resonated and I don't think it's the first time Jaws heard anything like that Jaw probably got a speech when that contract was put in front of him I know, because I know how the company operates. I know Ja got a speech when that Nike contract was put in front of him. Mm. And not only the Nike contract, but the figurative, you're the guy Mm -hmm. contract that Nike put in front of him. I know they had that talk with him. Mm. But I think think you've used the perfect word uh, when it comes to Ja. And it's arrogant. And Mm. arrogance. And... That's the type of stuff that. That's the type of stuff that ends, you know, a tragic thirty for thirty. Yeah, there was a clip that I came across uh, on Twitter, and it was Carmelo. I think he was on with um, Gillian Wallow, and I don't know if this was like now, so he's speaking to John Morant situation or whatever. But Carmelo was talking about how um, I think he was a rookie. Or something, he had gotten in trouble himself or whatever the case may be. And he, he said David Stern had a meeting with him. Mm. And David Stern sat there and, and laid everything out. He said, this guy right here, this your friend, said him by name. I know what he does. I know what he's about. This guy right here that you hang out with, I know who he is. I know what he's about. He went down the list. He's like, I know everything about all your friends, everything. And you need to find out what you want to do. We can continue to hang around with them. And that'll probably cost you or something like that. Or you can distance yourself from them. But trust, and Carmelo's overarching point was trust. We know everything about everything. Mm-hmm. You think like, ah, oh, you know, we on the low, like, no, no. We know everything about everything about everyone that you associate with. So you're not going to hide us. I'm just putting you on notice to let you know we know everything. Mm-hmm. So you make the decisions you feel you need to make, but you're not hiding anything from us. 
And Carmelo was like, can't be mad at it. Like, I'm giving you a $100 million contract. Like, yeah, I'd want to know everything about everybody as well. But you had to make certain decisions and, you know, leave certain people alone. And you look at the situation with Ja, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. They know everything about everybody you're dealing with. And the question that was raised over the weekend was, and I was one talking about Ja's circle and all this other stuff. What if he's the worst one in the circle? Like people blame in the circle all the time. But what if he what if he the worst one in the circle? What happens then? He be the ringleader in more ways than one. Mm. Yeah, I don't have an answer to that. So because he would be the worst and he'd be the enabler for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's the the high school high line, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, if he's doing that, then we could do it. Yep. Uh, we can all follow the the same line. It, it, there, there are problems that I don't pretend to know and fully understand. You know, you, you're young. You're making a lot of money. You get taken out of a city. You're going to a new city. Uh, you're traveling. You're, you're, you're living in the upper, you know, percentage of society in terms of income and mm-hmm. You want to bring those people who helped you through your AA tournament, AAU tournaments and high school hoops and college and all that stuff with you. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe Ja is the worst. Mm. The way Ja was holding the gun leads me to believe he ain't the worst. <laughs> it just, like, Ja, and, and you, you say arrogant, and I can't, I can't help but look at Ja and think this whole thing is phony. Maybe there's someone in the crew who's not. Maybe the whole crew isn't. In, but Ja, Ja strikes me as phony. Like, this isn't real. Like, you need to turn the Tupac record off. No, put, look, on, put on Common. Look. Because you, 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 this, this wasn't you last, this wasn't you two years ago. Right. This wasn't you, your rookie. When did this start? Well, look, man, I like to believe the major, like, that's abnormal behavior. The people who are, like, really about that and really do that, I don't think those are like the majority of society, right? Like people are like, I got the gun, I'm gonna tote it, and if I need to blast you, I'm gonna blast you. That's not regular people. Yeah, right? no, the ones who are gonna do it aren't even gonna tell you. Right, but even the ones who do it, like that's not the majority of society. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. those are those are different people that are, are different people. Mm-hmm. And to think that Ja, like, I got a gun and I'm going to hold it and I'm going to use it. Ja, you're not. You was holding it. Whatever you were just holding, you were holding it just like Ja was. Like, <laughs> Ja, you, why? 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 I had a, because, um, you know, the jokes come. But with jokes, there's a level of truth to it. And mm-hmm. I had something that I posted on the Instagram. Somebody did a skit about, um John Moran, like the way he's like, yeah, you know, John, what are you doing out here in the hood? He's like, oh man, you know, I'm just looking for my ops. He's like, ops, bro, here, take this basketball. You're in the NBA. He's like, man, I ain't in that. I ain't doing all that or whatever. So then he goes to John in the car. He's like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna filter around the back, and you know, you do this, and make sure you have the mask on. And dude goes, bro, what? We're not robbing a bank. You got a hundred million dollars. What? What are we doing? He's like, oh yeah, that's right. I do have a hundred million. But like, it was all jokes. But it was like. Why are you doing all this? Like, why? Well, part of, I, and and that's the and that's the you know that's the psychologist part of this is, I think the reason he is doing it is because he has a hundred million dollars or two hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. 
He, I, I think he feels like he's above everybody else, mm-hmm. which has heightened. We could try to trace, you know, Jaws' level of arrogance through the years, but I think it's that that has heightened mm-hmm. this level mm-hmm. of arrogance. It's mm-hmm. the fact that he is a dude in the NBA. He's one of a handful of guys that you point to and go, that is a guy mm-hmm. in the NBA. That's all heightened that level of arrogance. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's, oh, Ja, don't do this, don't do this. You got $200 million. It's, yo, pfft, I got $200 million. Colorado investigation? <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. we'll make that go away. Mm-hmm. This invest. oh, pfft, we'll make that go away. I think I've heard a couple of times um, that sometimes uh, money and fame doesn't change you. It just reveals your true character. Mm. It reveals who you really are. Because mm. now you have all the resources in the world to you to be who you really want to be. And like I said, when I say Jai's arrogant, that I don't necessarily classify that as him being a bad human being or being a bad person. There's there's arrogant people who are fine. Like I may not rock with them because I don't like the way they move. Mm. But that doesn't mean they're looking to harm people or looking to you know be bad to people. They're just kind of really, really self-absorbed and think they're above things, right? I don't say that to say Jaws is a horrible human being. I don't know him like that. But I do feel, and I've always felt, from Murray State, that just the way that he moves is in a real arrogant fashion, and now he's got a little money to go along with that, and now he's using those same, in my opinion, he's using those same arrogant traits off the court and the way he moves off the court. And we'll see if he can get a hold on it. We talk about costing money and everything. I was listening to something, and he may have already cost himself a lot of money, and I didn't even think about this. Mm. Um, He may be up for the Supermax. Part of the Supermax is being an all-NBA player. Mm. A lot of people out there in Memphis believe that he has cost himself being selected to the all-NBA team. It's a difference of about $40, $50 million. Mm -hmm. If that's – if if he I, if he doesn't make All NBA this year, it's a direct correlation to what we just seen the past week, and that would be his fault. We're gonna. I don't want to make the joke, but we're gonna find out. Like reporters are getting threatening phone calls. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> not not minutes the society voice. <laughs> hey, uh. Who you got penciled in for that <laughs> NBA 13? Shout out Clifton Powell. <laughs> Shout out Clifton Did Powell. you change when you got your money? Come on, man. I got, money, man. <laughs> you're, you're I ain't got no money, man. I'm still trying to rub two pennies together, man. Come on now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.